Daddy, wake up! Daddy! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up, Daddy! Wake up, Daddy! 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 You guys awake? Are you awake now? And if you are awake, are you living your life to the fullest? This is the Dad Podcast. Where we talk about our Catholic faith becoming fully alive through being a husband. And being a father. Really, through our vocation as a husband and a father. So, if you're a dad, this is your spot. Yeah, it's time. It's time to rise up. Welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Hey, what's up? This is Iris from Seattle. And it's Ray from Chicago. And welcome to the Fatherhood Arise podcast. Where we talk about fatherhood stuff, dad stuff, Catholic stuff. Dad, this is for you. How about that? All right. Yeah, nice. We're getting better at that, right? Or dads by dads. There it is. Is Everyone's welcome. Come on. Thank you for joining us, everyone. And if you haven't, if you haven't hit that subscribe button yet, go ahead and do that right now and leave us a nice comment, please. Yeah. And if this is your first time, welcome. We're so happy to have you with us um, talking about Catholic dad stuff. And um, this is an exciting time, Ray, because we have a special guest. Yeah. 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 We have Brian Butler with us. Hey, what's up, Brian? What's up, guys? I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me on with you. Oh, thank you. We are gifted with your time right now. Uh, if if you don't know this, and I don't know why you don't know this, but Brian is an awesome guy. He actually is the executive director and a co-founder of Dumb Ox Ministries, which, of course, cultivates chastity and authentic masculinity and femininity with teens, young adults, and families through the lens of John Paul II's Theology of the Body. So, man, Brian, uh, I remember introducing you like, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago. And I totally messed it up when I introduced you to a bunch of teachers. And I, I, I just Googled something about you and it was totally like, what, 20 years old or something. <laughs> Well, if I remember correctly, it could have been worse because you at least did use my bio. It was just old, oh. but there is another guy out there who's like some jazz blues musician or something like that named Brian Butler. So you could have gone with that. <laughs> oh, for real? <laughs> Noted jazz artist. <laughs> Dad. Uh, no, 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 that's jazz not me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, whoops. Actually, Brian, um, I've been a longtime fan of yours, and I swear that I've met you before just in passing. Probably you were at a booth maybe like 10 years ago or something like Manning the Dumb Ox Ministries booth right when it was starting out and um, handing out the papers and chatting up everybody. And I was like one of those kids and one of those young adult volunteers that was like, tell me more. And so I've always been a huge fan of Dumb Ox Ministries and all the work that you're doing. So it's super exciting to have you here. Thanks, man. It's a, it's a joy to be able to, to be here. And I, I thought you looked familiar. Now I know why. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and of course, we have Brian Butler here because he is a dad, a husband, right? And a father of four, correct? That's right. Uh, yeah. We had one, uh, one miscarriage along the way, but, um, but four children here on earth. And so it is on this as we're, we're recording this on All Souls Day. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, pray for for my little one that we entrust uh to to the hands of the lord but it's a yeah it's it's awesome being a dad such a such a great gift yeah absolutely and how long have you been married brian 
21 years. 21 um, years. This guy's a yeah, pro. Yeah, so my kids are a little older than I think both of your kids. Um, mm. But we've got a, I've got a 20-year-old, an 18-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 12-year-old. So, How is that possible? Because you look 25. Well, I'm, I'm 29. I got started <laughs> real early. Real early. <laughs> He's got so early. God bless you, sir. That's incredible. Well, we're we're happy to have Brian here with us today to talk about Catholic dad stuff and uh, fatherhood and authentic uh, fatherhood. And usually here at the start of the show, we share some realness, some stuff just like dads being dads and the experience of being a dad, the joy and the and kind of the fun and sometimes the heartbreak. And I'm going to go first, if you guys don't mind. Go um, for it. Yeah. So today when I got home, I walked in from the garage and I uh, opened the door. And usually uh, one of my sons runs up to me and punches me in the gut and says, uh, hi, dad. That's his usual. And then he just walks away. But I walked into some, some yelling and I was like, what's going on? And uh, it was uh, it was emanating from the bathroom, so I was a little worried of what's going on. And uh, my one of my sons was saying the toilet's overflowing, and um, he didn't know what to do. He was just kind of like freaking out, and it it was really like um, when Superman hears the hears the call, and then he just rips his shirt open and says, <laughs> "Here I come." Um, that's how I felt like right walked into a situation and he's screaming, uh, ah, the toilet. And so I just like jumped right into the bathroom and, um, grabbed the nice. toilet plunger, but my, my toilet plunger, it's, um, I basically, I need a new toilet plunger because, uh, <laughs> when you put the toilet plunger in, like the, the way that it plunges, it really sloshes the water up you don't and, have to go back, into onto, on that. and on back onto me. <laughs> And so it was really like a huge sacrifice today because I was like, oh, here it goes. And I said, everybody clear out, watch out. And so I'm plunging this toilet and, um, and really I, I plunged that toilet started to drain and I felt like a hero. It was just an incredible feeling that, um, I was able to fix a real problem right in the moment. answer the call and um, there was a tangible uh, solution after that and all the kids were happy and then we all washed our hands which is always good to do in the COVID era as well so (laughs) there you go I call that a dad win well done a dad win and they don't always feel like that when we when we are called the duty sometimes you get the nice little resolution and the bow on it like you got and and other times you're left with some things kind of hanging I think mine is you know as we've been on, uh, you know, um, kind of growing with my kids at different ages, uh, the other day, my I was kind of surprised to find myself in the middle of trying to show both children that they both had something good contributing in an argument that neither one was completely wrong, um, but but neither one was completely right. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so that's like a, a, a nuance that, you know, as your kids get older, you have to start, you know, it's not just all black and white as far as what, what to do and where to say it. So my kid, one, one kid, you know, had a song that was playing on the, you know, on the, um, in the kitchen that was like, everybody was able to hear it. It was a song that everybody knew and had heard before. And, um, and then other kid, you know, says, that's not a good song. And I was like, really? 
okay, I, we, I thought we had had this song in our bank of songs for a while. It was like a fine, clear song for the family. And I'm like, actually, I don't remember all the words of this song. So we're like looking up the words and he's like spouting off the words and it's like got demons in it and stuff. And, and as we come to get, you know, I'm like, okay, you, you have a point that this isn't like, no, it's not a worship song. We didn't think it was. But this guy's expressing that he's got some deep things inside of him that actually he needs to be saved from. And he's not, he was not calling out to Christ, but he was calling out to his friend. Like, I, I need, um, I need something, you know, I, I sometimes hide, you know, with all this stuff on the inside and I need to be saved from it, basically. And so trying to affirm what he's saying while the other one is like saying like, ah, it's no big deal. And so like, okay, but no, it doesn't mean we can't listen to anything. So trying to, one of the things that I've, I've been working on with my family is trying to, to cultivate a sacramental worldview, you know, Absolutely. which is able to find the good in the world yes. while also being able to name that, which is not good and uh, mm -hmm. be able to help them just separate the two. So that was, you know, the, the nuances of figuring out what music should and shouldn't be listened to is... <laughs> That is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> that song oh sounds familiar. Gosh. I think I know what song you're talking about. Yeah. Was that Kanye or? <laughs> no, it's the one. It's the one that's like uh, it's Eminem, my right? Come. It's my kingdom come. Oh, um, kingdom come. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you know, he's not taught. He's so he's inverted the Our Father, but he's saying that his kingdom come is that he's on the way to hell. That's kind of what he's saying. But he's not saying it like it's a good thing. He's saying, like, I need, he's basically kind of crying out through the line, the line saying, like, I need help, you know? And so we were trying to kind of say, well, so how do we respond when people are like that near us? You know, when they when they don't say it outright, but you know they need help. And do we turn to prayer? Do we turn to to the Holy Spirit? Do we do we lend a helping hand? Do we speak in kindness and charity? And, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to bring that to prayer tomorrow. I like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Introducing nuance. Oh my gosh, that is, that's a heroic effort on its own because um, lots of the conversations of this life are just really, really nuanced. And, um, and we're, we usually end up just shouting at each other and not having the space for that. So educating children uh, on that is so important today. What a, that's a great dad moment. Love it. Yeah. Bravo. I mean, it's, it's not yet, as you mentioned, not yet fully uh, tied in a nice bow. But it's just that, that conversation um, of having mm. that. My story is uh, simple. Um, this morning, I did not expect it at all. This morning, my wife hands me a sandwich. It was a peanut butter sandwich. I'm like, oh, thanks. And then she's like, it's, uh, as Brian mentioned, it's uh, All Souls Day. And so my dad passed away two years ago. And his favorite go-to snack was a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Um, and so my wife hands me a peanut butter uh, sandwich and I was like, oh, thank you. And she's like, yeah, I know it's your, your dad's favorite. Um, have it for him. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And now I'm like holding, holding tears. And it just, uh, it goes to show you that it's just the simple things, you know, that just to show love. Um, I actually haven't even really thanked her for it. Cause it was, it's been it's been a uh, one thing after the other kind of a day and that's been on my mind and I felt the love and I'm like energized by that love. I haven't even really thanked her for that small little gesture. So yeah, that was, it, it, it was, it's not a dad thing. It was more of a husband thing and a wife thing. And man, those precious moments, I'm like, thank you, God. And so I, I prayed for my dad and all the, uh, all the souls, um, 
all the souls in purgatory. This we oh, pray. I love it. Um, you know, uh, you did thank her. You ate the sandwich. That's, I did. <laughs> all of it, every crumb down, <laughs> right down there. Yeah, that's a thanks in, its, in itself. Yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is the conversation that we're, we're having today, folks. This is the conversation that we're having with Brian Butler here with us. Uh, I want to start off with that question because my dad was, I mean, he was a, an, a great example of, of a good father. I love my dad. He, he wasn't a perfect dad. He wasn't. He, he was still trying to figure things out. He, he stood firm in his faith and he passed that faith on to us, his kids. He, again, uh, I'm not saying this in, in a bad way. He wasn't a perfect dad, but he pointed upwards. He was a good dad. And I want to ask you guys that um, today in, this, in our conversation, what does a good dad mean? What, what's, what is a, what's fatherhood? What's fatherhood to you guys? Yeah, I'm excited to to talk about that because it's such a simple, straightforward, you know, uh, question that's that's so vast. You know, <laughs> I mean, when you look at fatherhood over the ages through the history, you see so many different kinds of of dads. You see the the dads who who thought that it was best to you know throw their kid out into the ocean and say, "All right, figure out how to swim," you know. Uh, and, and that that's a, a fatherly thinking that's a fatherly thing to do to just go ahead and challenge your kid, you know, to the extreme. Uh, and, and other, other dads who are like, you know, my job is to protect my kid from everything that will ever possibly hurt them. And, uh, you know, never give them any space to, to grow up, you know, and those two polar extremes, I think, are, are not what, you know, the heavenly father did with his beloved son. Um, and I think it's what I try to remember is that every single shred of goodness in my fatherhood is a participation mm-hmm. in the fatherhood of God. And so there's only mm-hmm. one thing that I recall, y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure there's only one time we hear the father speak in scripture and it's at Jesus's baptism. And when he comes up out of the water and the, and what we hear is that there was a voice, you know, from heaven, which is the father because of relationship and says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Mm. And so there is the conferring uh, and the, the, the uh, confirmation and the affirmation of the identity of Jesus um, in relationship with his father. And there's so much at stake in a young man or young woman's identity Uh, in their relationship with their dad. And so um, I think that's one of the things that I think is, is one of the foremost is that I am called to try to um, make visible the invisible love of God, the father uh, through the way that I love my kids. And a big part of that is making sure that I affirm everything that is good in them, that I'm, Mm. um, that I'm not first in the level of critiquing because I think as a dad, I want to be able to help instruct. I want to be able to help you know, uh, prune. I want to help be able to shape, uh, and those things are important. But it's, I think, the f- before that is to go ahead and bestow that affirmation of love and goodness uh, on our children. And 
So I think that's a big, a big part of, of what fatherhood is. And, and I heard, I don't, this isn't my analogy. Somebody a while back, I heard say that, you know, we should be able to love our children so well that when they die, that when they pass away and they, and they look upon uh, God in heaven, that they'll be like, Oh, you look a lot like my dad. Yeah. I know. And um, I think if there's, if there's times in my life when I'm not, when I'm not, you know, really uh, living as I should, I think, well, how, how well would that work? Would my kids really say anything like that at all? Mm. Or were they like, who are you? What do you, what I, you know? Mm. Um, and that, and when it's like, Oh no, I'm pretty far off the mark. Then that's, you know, if they're not going to be saying anything like that, if I'm honest, then I need to, I need to shift things up, you know? Well, that's such a great insight, Brian, because, um, I'm always fascinated by what's the first thing that somebody says, right? Like when we look at the gospels and we see it, well, what was the first thing that Jesus said? He said, this is the time of fulfillment. The kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel, right? So you like pay attention to that. But like, what is the first thing that, and maybe the only thing that we hear the father say is Mm. this is my son in whom I am well pleased, right? And that's maybe like the summation of fatherhood, right? It's like identifying um, that you are my child and I am pleased by you. And I wonder, as, as you were explaining that, how would, my, if, how would my kids explain in like one sentence, what is the summation of their dad? Like what was the phrase that they would hear their dad say? And I don't know if it's, to be honest, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. And if that's not, if like, if we're configuring our fatherhood to, to the heavenly father, then maybe, maybe I need to reorient the way that I'm talking to my kids and treating them. You know, I, I think sometimes I do that. Sometimes I'm saying, yeah, I am pleasing. I am affirming who they are and what they're about and, and recognizing that and catching them being good. And, but other times I might be like, more like what you said, like maybe I'm overly critical or maybe a little more demanding. Um, maybe I'm skewing far to the, Hey, go, here's the spear, kill the wolf. Um, good luck. Come back with the pelt or I don't see you. again. <laughs> yeah. What a challenge. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something great. It's something important. It's a, a great vocation and how I wish there was, uh, you know, uh, someone said this, it, it was one of the, the documentaries that I, I was watching and I kind of, I kind of caught my attention about dads, about fatherhood. They're like, yeah, I was uh, putting together this furniture or putting together some sort of a technology thing. And there's like a whole booklet of instructions on how to work this thing. But when you come home from the hospital with your, your, you're holding your kid, your first board, they give you nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it, this is something vast. This is something great, un- the unknown. But at the same time, we delight in it and we're like learning. And, you know, yeah, the instructions are in, in, in our great uh, love letter from God in the Bible. But at the same time, it's changing so much. Fatherhood 20 years ago does not look like fatherhood now, right? Um, so how do, we, how do we encourage one another? How do we remind one another even of this great call? that we all share in, in this brotherhood that we have as fathers. 
how do we encourage one another to keep on keeping on keep going right i mean i i think one thing is actually you know remembering actually so ray your your little thing you shared this morning about what uh happened with you this morning with mary grace it, it is about fatherhood because she was reminding you mm. whose son you are right mm-hmm. by by pointing you back to like not not that she was wor- necessarily worried that you were going to forget about your dad today but like mm-hmm. that she that she was reminding you by giving you that gift of like whose son you are and yeah. uh, of his goodness and of your connection to him in and through this little, this little gesture. Um, and I think that that's a really big way that we can support one another as brothers. In fact, I think that that is one of the best things that a true brother can do is to anchor another brother in his sonship of the father. And so one of the ways that we can encourage each other as dads is not about telling each other how to be better dads, but about how to, for us to be better sons of the father, Mm. because when we anchor ourselves in our sonship of the father, then we can give what we, what we've been given. But if we don't receive that, if we don't stop to receive that same affirmation we just talked about of like hearing the father speak to us about how we are his beloved sons, then we can't get we, we can't give what we don't have, and to be able to um, really be a reservoir. Saint Bernard of Clairvaux talked about the fact that we are more channel we're we're less channels and more like reservoirs, right? That are mm-hmm. called to fill up with God's grace, and when we fill up, then we spill over into the valleys and fields around. And I think you know, moms and dad, moms included, for sure, can get on the train of like being like, "There's too much stuff to do. I just got to handle all these tasks." And we lose our own identity in all the doing for our kids, doing for our wives. And like, we have to make sure that we're anchored as sons in our relationship with the father and, you know, being beloved and brothers with Christ and and in, in that intimate relationship with the Holy Spirit as well. But I think there's something there for us to challenge each other on is like, okay, Aries, like, have you, did, did you pray this morning? Did you slow down? Did you stop and anchor yourself? Ray, no, I don't want to hear about all the stuff that you got to do later today. Mm -hmm. I want to know, did you, did you start off before everything else? Like before you picked up your phone, before you opened the laptop, before you, Mm -hmm. you know, head to an appointment, before you um, do any of these other good things, did you do the very best thing and anchor yourself in relationship with the Lord? Um, Oh, you did? Okay. Well, what's, how's that going? What's going on there? You know? Mm. That is so key, Brian. Um, that's what fatherhood arises is all about, actually. And we've been talking about that for such a long time. It's like yeah. um, Ray Ray actually brought this up, and it hit he, when he said it. It has haunted me from mm. the moment on. And he said, um, like, when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you do? And uh, and I would be like, mm, probably go out. Well, I turn off the alarm, and then I stay on my phone. And and he, and he said, you know, that first thing that you do, that's the thing that you worship. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, do I do do I like talk to my heavenly Father like the first thing right when my eyes open to give thanks mm-hmm. that they even opened? Do I even kiss my wife first before I do? She's asleep, and we just have a newborn, so she's I don't want to wake her up. But you know that sense of um, man, the relationship with the Father is so key for us mm-hmm. as men. Like we have to have that living relationship with the Father, and also our relationship with our family needs to be living and breathing that we need to be um, involved 
and um, connected to them. And that, that's so, that's so important. And we need to hear that over and over and over again. Um, And so I can't, I keep thinking about that every morning as I pray Um, and I'm saying, yeah, man, I'm so thankful that I have this opportunity to connect with my heavenly father, that I have this chance to pray. I mean, that's, that's what it is. It's uh, we're forgetful people who need to continually remind each other that, and I need to, I need to remind myself of that all the time as well. And so just, you know, just to start um, to give the, the, the fruit of my waking up uh, first to God, uh, Lord Jesus, uh, give me the strength. And so, yeah, we, we remind each other of that. Now, and speaking of like, now as as fathers right and then brian i want to get into this conversation with you about your your family about your missionary family uh iris and i we were gifted enough to uh be able to do missionary work together uh back in the day man that was a good what 20 years ago now yeah a long time ago <laughs> long time ago but it was a great gift that we were uh, able to to serve uh, alongside each other uh, in 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 ministry, and now as as fathers, right now as as family men that we are now, we still have it in our hearts, and we 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 are still very much called to the missionary life. But can you tell us a little bit of what you? have been called to do in your family? Cause I know, and some things have changed, you know, especially with the times going on, you were supposed to swing by over here, pass by over here. Maybe it'll happen sometime in spring, but you guys, you, you were called to do something special. Um, uh, parish missions during this COVID era right now. What, what does that look like? What does a missionary family look like in, in, in today, in today's world? Yeah, well, I think I think that um, being a member of the church in today's day and age, you know, uh, means that we have to be willing to be confronted with uh, the possibility of at least a whole lot of white martyrdom. You know, uh, mm-hmm. red martyrdom hasn't really come our way uh, so much in the United States yet. Uh, who knows how how long before that might be. Uh, something that is more uh, a possibility for us. But I think being, um, as, a, as a father, being called to, uh, to go out uh, and to proclaim the goodness of, of God, uh, you know, it begins by in the domestic church. So mm-hmm. being a missionary is awesome. Uh, being able to do things for other people in Chicago or Seattle or in Phoenix or in, in Mississippi, we're going to Mississippi next week, uh, you know, in some of the other places we've gone. But before I'm called to go to any of those places, I'm called to go to my, my wife and go to my children and to not stay in the static position of, um, of simply being, um, uh, in a place of complacency, um, but truly leaning in uh, and trying to really bring the goodness of God's love into my my children's lives um, and and my wife's life, because that's the really that's the place for those of us who are who are married as fathers. I know some fathers have um, have experienced maybe the difficulty of uh, of going through divorce or or uh, you know becoming fathers out of wedlock and and having to endure the the real difficulty of being a single dad. Um, but 
for those of us that are that are actually married, like uh, and and have that that family that's actually surrounding us. Um, and even if you are a single dad, the same thing is still true is like, that is your place of holiness is to be able to pour into the people that God has put closest to you. And there's a lot of, I think, romanticizing about going off and doing things in other places. So I, I am grateful that God has called us to do this missionary trip that we're on, but I'm also at the same time reminded of the fact that like, I'm not called to go anywhere before I'm called to lay everything down for the people in my closest proximity. Uh, I gave a t- I've been giving a talk uh, recently called Loving Local. And I, I have different taglines at the end of it, but Loving Local is like, I think it's really easy to start to um, kind of virtue signal and start to get into the bigness of the world and start to try to have an opinion on what's going on in Rome and in Washington, D.C. and all these other places. And and then maybe to even pick up and go someplace. And that's that's it's a beautiful gift when God calls. But that's the extraordinary call. The ordinary call for every single one of us is to become a missionary disciple of Jesus Christ. And as fathers, that means we have to pour all of that we all that we have uh, into them. I know that like when I played sports growing up, I remember like being able to, we, we talked as, as a team, you know, playing football and stuff about the coach would, would talk about like being able to leave everything on the field, like not be able to come back to the locker room and have a lot left in the tank, but really being able to say like, no coach, I gave it all. I gave everything that I had. Like I, and I think sometimes it's good for us to ask that of each other as fathers, like, are you given a hundred a hundred percent to your Ooh, wife and your kids. Yeah. Are you leaving it all on the field for them? Or are you just like, ah, you're kind of going through the motions and kind of, oh, you, you, you know, you gave them, a, yeah, you, you said a few things to them that were nice and, you know, you gave them a little gift and you. I'm just trying to last to the weekend, man. <laughs> Do a little reserve for the week. I'm just kidding. But yeah. yeah no, that, that is right. It's like, I, I, I definitely am fond of, of, of saying like that. I, I love being exhausted for all the right reasons. Mm. Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of times in our lives as fathers where we, where we are exhausted for the right reasons because we're being stretched by the call of fatherhood. And there's other times when we're exhausted for the wrong reasons because we're just stretching ourselves in directions we shouldn't be going and, mm. uh, you know, binging on stuff we shouldn't binge on and kind of like ending up. I, one of my temptations is to stay up too late, you know, uh, like, oh, the kids are all in bed. They're all safe. So now it's me time to go ahead and mm-hmm. do what I want until one and two in the morning. No, it's not. Cause that's going to come up. Mm-hmm. That's going to come back to haunt me tomorrow. And this weekend when I'm called to be in, in my, you know, giving my very best to, to my wife and kids. So I don't know if that was where you were wanting to go with the question, yeah. but I think being called to be a missionary starts by laying it all out in the field at home, you know, before we're called to go someplace else. I love it. Yeah, absolutely, Brian. That's amazing. Um, just remembering the call, like the our call to holiness, our vocation is this married life. But but also you're building the kingdom. You're out there. You're itinerant preaching. You're uh, sharing the gospel. You're going to parishes. So how do you do that with a family? What does that What does that look like? And what's the wrinkle like? How does that create new areas of I guess, discomfort and kind of new spaces of grace. Well, it's, it's constantly a learning, you know, experience for me, even though I've been doing some levels of this for a while, this journey that we're on route now is something new. We left on August 29th and been living out of an RV for the last couple months. And, 
uh, going from place to place. And, you know, we have two of our four kids with us and one's virtue, um, virtual schooling and the other's homeschooling. And so there's the tension there. Uh, of, and, and, you know, uh, I'm sure hindsight will be more 2020 uh, being able to get to the end of this and being able to look back and be like, ah, we should have done some of that. But we have been learning along the way of like, okay, that was too much. We need to scale back a little bit. We need to have some more time just as a family. Um, or, you know, hey, that was a little bit more just kind of what I'm called to do, but it wasn't really what we were all called to do. And mm-hmm. so we've been learning about how to try to affirm each person in the family and let them give their gift. And it makes a really big difference, you know, when I'm able to have our, our kids and, and my wife be on mission together. And so it's not just me giving talks, but it's it's us being able to be a witness, you know, as a family and, and uh, just and be ourselves and be joyful, you know, uh, in a person's home, saying night prayers as a family with with other people and being able to invite kind of let people have a sneak peek into the the goodness of what God's given us and also recognize that we're messy, too. And we're 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 trying just like everybody else to kind of, you know, become more who God made us to be each day. And um, so I think being able to communicate with my wife has been is really an important part of that. When we go too long with us not communicating well about what's going on mm-hmm. in our family and about what's going on in the missionary journey, then things get a little bit out of whack, you know, and my perspective is not always the best one or the right one. And so it's, mm-hmm. it needs to be tempered, you know, with the gift of my wife and of her feminine genius. And sometimes she's seeing things that I really need to see, but I'm not, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a really what a challenge I say you guys have been in an RV since August and been traveling around the country. Um, How were your kids with all that? Were they super excited? Are you dragging them or how does that work? There's been pros and cons. Let's put it that way. (laughs) And, you know, I think that there was something that they were obviously something that was exciting about it, but there was a lot of, you know, difficulty for them to leave their, their home and leave their friends and leave their pets and things like that. So it's been a sacrifice for them. And um, the Lord has blessed that. He's done some really beautiful things along the way. Um, One of my kids, you know, a couple of weeks ago was just having kind of a, a really hard day, you know, uh, it was just one of those ones where you're like, Oh no, what the heck do we do kind of situation. And then, you know, just prayed and like, Lord, you, you called us here. So come on, <laughs> you gotta show up. <laughs> and, and he did, you know, like uh, within a couple of hours, like he, he brought, dropped something. We were at this, you know, park, uh, kind of having one day off in between a, a long stretch of things. And like, he brought us some nature and the kids had suddenly something that they could kind of explore and they were able to take on this little you know kind of gathering nature and cooking it over an open fire situation together and uh it was it was great and it kind of turned turned things around you know um and helped them to uh, again enjoy the gift of what god was giving in the present moment but there has been a lot of a lot of sacrifice of letting some things go and so i think there'll be a real learning experience I'm guessing that they'll probably even learn more, you know, as they grow up, kind of looking back on it than maybe even what they, they're learning now, but it's been really beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, sharing your life with us, uh, even just for a little bit here. Uh, as we wrap up here in, in this episode, man, I just want to remind you all, and of course myself here, we, we want to make sure that we take some time to 
celebrate good dads out there. We want to make sure to, to take some time to continually encourage each other to keep going, keep going and, and, uh, and, and remind ourselves uh, that's of our great calling as fathers, as husbands out there. So Brian, again, I just want to thank you. Thank you for always showing uh, a great witness of who God is. You're always pointing to our heavenly father. And uh, you've always been re- that great reminder for me to, to kind of just, to just be, to, to, to quiet down and to just be, and to be rooted in, in Christ. So again, I just want to thank you and honor you, Brian, for being a great witness of fatherhood. I appreciate it, Ray. I'm, uh, I'm humbled, you know, uh, by the, the many ways that I, I don't measure up. But the Lord, the, one of the greatest I, things I think I'll leave, leave the thought with this is like one of the things that I think dads need to imitate um, is that the Lord, you know, the father in uh, we see a really great example of him, you know, in Luke's gospel with the pro- the parable of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. And I've heard some people say that really it's a mis- a mis- uh, a misnomer that really the the title of the whole thing is uh, the merciful father, um, because it's really not so much about the son as it is about the father and his love. And um, I think so many times. Uh, I think honestly, some of the best moments of my fatherhood have been when I've recognized the depth of my own weakness, and I've mm-hmm. recognized how much I need the, the Father's mercy on me, and and that's a very humbling place to then be able to go into relationship with my kids and um, and to be able to love them from that place. And so it's a uh, yeah, it's an it's an honor to get a chance to journey with you, Ray, and nice to meet you, Iris, and. Um, I'm blessed to see you guys do, giving your best and encouraging dads to to give their best because that is it's an honorable, noble call to to holiness that uh, is not getting enough airplay these days. Um, it's it's hard to be a great dad, you know, and uh, and yet nobody else on planet Earth has been given that role other than you and me in that kid's life. Nobody else has the role to be the father of that child. And so if you're, if you're listening today and you've been wondering like whether or not you should have that conversation with your son or your daughter, you should, because that's you. There's nobody else on planet earth that has that role, but you. And so that means that the God, God is going to give you the grace to, to do it because it's your office of father that nobody else has. So the same way that Jesus said, like, do not be afraid when you're called to, to speak before Kings and nations, I will give you the words to speak. Same mm-hmm. thing is true with, I, I think that the Lord will provide for us to, to speak those words that we need to our own children and to, uh, to lean into those difficult places of serving when we don't think we have anything left or being able to, uh, to initiate reconciliation between those who've maybe uh, fallen away or, or even being able to say, I'm sorry to my own children. That's something that I, mm. I, I don't want to let off this, this podcast without saying, I think that's a key part of fatherhood mm. is being able to, to tell our own children that we're sorry uh, and not just demand that they apologize to us when they, when they fall short, but really being able to model that. So, um, and I see you Ray uh, doing those things as well. So it's, it's great to be uh, in, in, brotherhood with you praise be to god iris any last uh words of wisdom and then brian if i can ask you to end us in prayer uh, honestly, I could just listen to Brian Butler speak all day. I just want to get in a, a car right behind his RV right? and just follow him to wherever he's stopping. What a gift. 
Yeah, man, this is incredible. And it just c- continues to affirm what we're trying to do. You know, yeah, it, that's, that's the truth that um, we cannot be fathers uh, on our own. We have to plug into our relationship with our heavenly father and that's got to be vital. And and then f- having a fellowship, um, an understanding of of a brotherhood that we're in this together. And I just love how you said that, Brian, that uh, no one else can do that, that which we are called to do. That's mm-hmm. why God put us here and blessed us with this particular family, with these particular children at this particular time in history. And we got to answer that call and uh, no one else can do that except us. So it's time to rise up and answer that call. Uh, stand up, fathers. Yeah, amen. And if anybody does want to keep up with us in our, in our missionary journey, you can go to dumboxministries.com. And there is, uh, I think, one of the opening tabs there. Is, you know, it says the, the Love and Testify Family Mission Outreach is what we're doing. You can see all the places we're, we've been and the places we're going. And you could also donate if anybody wants to donate. We've been we've doing this whole mission trip um, for no charge. Uh, we've, we've not charged anybody anything. We're just, Matthew 10, 8 says that without cost you have received and without cost you are to give. And so we're we're banking on uh, God's generosity. And my, my, so this, I'll leave with this. My dad taught me this, mm. this nugget, which is you cannot outgive God. Amen. I try, Amen. but you can't yeah. outgive him. And so uh, I'm trying to see if we can <laughs> outgive him. And, uh, but we invite people mm. to, to, to that same sort of generosity, you know, uh, with the, 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 with the church and uh, with the you know ministries in your area, and if anybody's inspired to, to give to us, we'd be grateful. But let's go ahead and and uh, and pray uh, for our country and for all of our families. You know, in this time, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly Father, we do come before you first as your beloved sons. We ask that you would help us to see you seeing us. Lord, that many times in our lives when we have ourselves been ignored or been forgotten or been abandoned or been rejected, many times when we've been uh, hurt by someone else, Lord, we, we ask that you would help us to remember that that wasn't you. Help us to remember how much you are pouring out your love upon us, your strength upon us, your mercy upon us, and your wisdom for us to be able to be the good fathers that you're inviting us to be, knowing that you will not call us into a place that you will not provide for us to be able to operate as your missionaries to our own children uh, in our own families. And so we do come to you, St. Joseph, uh, asking for you who were faced with the impossible task, seemingly, to be the foster father of a perfect son. Um, We ask, Joseph, that you would pray for us to be faithful to the call of God the Father, uh, that we might um, truly be able to, at the end, have our children make it to heaven and say, hey, you look a lot like my dad. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
thank you so much again, Brian. Uh, and uh, for all our listeners out there, we will surely uh, post that websites on our on our website and also on our social media platforms as well to make sure that uh, we're able to support this great mission, this great call that you and your family have, Brian. So God bless you. you you're in our prayers. Please know that. Yeah, absolutely. Brian, uh, what was that again? Is it uh, dumboxministries.com? Yes. Uh, and I believe it's forward slash family mission, uh, but you can see it straight on the front page there. Yeah. Nice. And are you also on social media? We are. Yeah. Um, on Facebook and on, on Instagram. Yeah. All right. So give Dumb Ox Ministries a follow, uh, give them a like and um, get in that support for Dumb Ox Ministries, especially this uh, family mi- mission. That sounds so incredible. Ray, what else you got going on this week? Nothing much. Uh, doing some uh, book study on the encyclical of uh, uh, John Paul II, the Gospel of Life. Uh, doing that with some young adults. So we started today. So pray for that as we journey with our young adults in the Archdiocese of Chicago. How about you, Ayers? Uh, well, you can always catch me on Instagram at called to rise or check out my website called to rise.org. And uh, even though I'm doing like a social media fast right now, but you could just peep out the website um, <laughs> and you can always follow us on all our social media at fatherhood arise um, at fatherhood arise and check out fatherhood arise.com and um, shoot us an email. To, um, what do you, what do you, um, what are you thinking about fatherhood? Like what's fatherhood mean to you? Let's get get that going as um, Brian just enlightened us so much today. How about you guys? What do you say? You can shoot us an email at fatherhoodarise at gmail.com. Thanks again, Brian. All our listeners out there, thank you. God bless you guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.